Hi, everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I am fantastic. I'm wishing I had a trillion dollar bill because I could totally spend that somewhere. That's a, that's a lot of money. <laughs> it's a lot of money. And if who's going to give you change for that? You walk up to the treasury building and go, here you go. Thanks. It's not the way it works. You deposit it and then you just you don't ever need change. You just do electronic yeah, and let's, let's hope no one steals it from you because uh, FDIC only goes up to 10K, so oopsie doodle. Oopsie doodle. We're, we'll talk about trillion dollar bills a lot. Uh, hi, guys out there. Happy New Year's. <laughs> it's happy New Year. It's a New Year's Eve when you're listening to this or maybe New Year's Day when you're listening to this. Uh, welcome to 2018, the world tomorrow. We are brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for only $2 a month. Gain access to all of our bonus content. We have some people to thank, Matthew. The best people in the world. I love those people. I do, too. Uh, first, CS1200A2. Thank you. Are, are you are you a customer service bot, CS? <laughs> if so, I have some questions for you, but thank you anyway. <laughs> thank you. Uh, Jason Williams. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Jason. And Charles McNeil. Thank you, Charles. Charles, you rock. On to this week's episode. It is The Trouble with Trillions, which is that that in itself is a reference to Star Trek. You know, The, the Trouble with Tribbles, but yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's something a, else. It's, yeah. it's money instead. Episode 5 out of 14, originally aired April 5th, 1998, written by Ian Maxtone Graham, directed by Swinton O. Scott III. Finished 51st in the ratings, a uh, Nielsen rating of 7.5, approximately 7.4 million viewing households. The thirst. It was the third highest rate show on Fox that week, following World's Wildest Police Videos. Oh, God, of course. And Melrose Place. People I, were really hard out for reality TV in the 90s. Like, they had the road rules, real world, and cops, and that was about it. Well, this I'm is... I'm glad there's so much better reality TV now. Um, oh, I mean, there's a lot more of it. That there is, unfortunately. World's Wildest, world's wildest Police Videos. Oh, Fox, you don't, you don't change, do you? <laughs> uh the chalkboard gag i will not demand what i'm worth which is i'm fairly certain a uh a call out to the voice actors who at the time had just renegotiated or were negotiating oh uh contracts i uh, get it you get, get it you got it yep i get it yep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh the couch gag uh the simpsons go into a sauna with old guys i think this is a repeat fun mm, eh. <laughs> eh. <laughs> It's what, Rob? Are you saying it, it's not good? I mean, it's not even a, I, it's a repeat of one I don't really like that much. It's fine. It's okay. Uh, episode begins with, it's New Year's! Hey! That's pretty nice. I had forgotten that this is how this episode started. So. It's perfect. It's perfect. Uh, and uh, everyone's in, uh, Springfield's Town Square, uh, counting down the ball. Will this horrible year never end? We've never lost a year before, and I'll be damned if we're going to lose one on my shift. January 1st. Better get going on those taxes, Nitty. Hmm. Let's see. Cash Register, Inc. Well, <laughs> that's a business expense, isn't it? I, 
Oh, but then I do enjoy the smell of this stuff, don't I? Better not risk it. Daddy, what do taxes pay for? Oh, why, everything. Policemen, trees, sunshine. And let's not forget the folks who just don't feel like working, God bless them. Nettie, it's 8.45. The post office is going to be opening soon. 8.45? Here I am, yapping away like it's 8.35. Ooh, can't forget the mints. I love that, I don't know, that, that, that New Year's clip felt very appropriate. When will this, will this year ever end? Yeah, yeah, it really did. I mean, I feel like the late 90s were not that bad of a time. I mean, there was some bad stuff going on, but nothing like the past couple of years. Although maybe everyone always just feels like that. I, I, yeah, I think we, I was a child then, so I don't know. I, every year is bad, maybe. <laughs> All years are bad. All years are bad. Uh, also, I, Flanders doing its taxes. I just, it's, I like it. It's, I don't know. This episode. I just have to think that, well, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> We're going in two different directions. Uh, I was going to say, I, I think we are too. <laughs> this episode sometimes feels aimless, but there is a lot of charm in it. I, re- I, I, a lot of small character stuff that always that entertained me the entire time, and it starts here. Like uh, we get to see Flanders do his taxes, we get to see all the rest of the town how they're kind of dealing with taxes, and then finally we see Homer dealing with his taxes, and I really like all of it. <laughs> it's true. Like the first third of this episode about them dealing with all their taxes is actually really funny. Like it, it's the start to a really good Simpsons episode. I, I feel like later is it's where it kind of goes off the rails, but you're like, right? It's mostly charming. It's just. A little weird. Also, I love the things that Flanders thinks taxes pay for. It's like, oh yeah, you know, roads. That's that's correct. Sunshine, not really. I mean, especially you know, some people who believe that we shouldn't have sunshine, we should just let pollution take over. Uh, and then of course, people who don't feel like working. Aw, gotta have that Randy and interest for Flanders. I mean, he's at least, at least not angry. I guess is all I could give him. He's not angry about it. Uh huh. He's just like, that's what it, okay. Uh, so Ned rushes to get his taxes filed on January 1st, right? When the post office, I mean, post office isn't open on New Year's Day. It's a holiday. So it's January 2nd, I assume. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then we see, we cut to April 15th and everyone, the entire town basically is in line to file their taxes, to mail them off, which I've never done taxes without the internet. Neither of I was. I tell my wife that when I was watching this, I was like, "Wow, can you imagine doing taxes back before there was software to do your taxes? Like even before the internet, there was at least software you could install on a computer, and it did a lot of it for you. But man, that must have sucked doing it by hand. Whew. And then having to ma- get all that together, mail it. Ugh, ugh, jeez. Yeah. Computers are wonderful. Uh, but the Ken Brockman's at the scene of the post office interviewing people. Where we get to see a lot of different uh interactions. We get to see. Uh, uh, Skinner trying to cut line with Edna and throw because Skinner doesn't want to get married. Edna tosses him back to the back of the line. Uh, we see Sea Captain, we see Krusty, we see uh Kent himself upset because his accountant is also doing things at the last second. <laughs> uh, and then we cut to the Simpsons household where they're all watching this on television, and Homer doesn't realize that he has to do his taxes every year. Will you look at those morons? I paid my taxes over a year ago. Dad! What is it, sweetie? Did you see a scary picture in your picture book? That was last year's taxes. You have to pay again this year. No, because, you see, I went ahead and 
Year-wise, I was counting forward from the last previous... Don't! I put the tax forms on top of your to-do pile a month ago. I have a to-do pile? <gasps> March, how many kids do we have? Oh, no time to count. I'll just estimate. Uh, nine. Homer, you know we don't have... Shut up, shut up. If I don't hear you, it's not illegal. Okay, I need some deductions, deductions. Oh, business gifts. Here you go. Keep using nuclear power. Homer, I painted that for you. Okay, Marge, if anyone asks, you require 24-hour nursing care. Lisa's a clergyman. Maggie has seven people, and Bart was wounded in Vietnam. Cool. <laughs> I, I like those qualifications. It's quite good. Good job, Homer. Maggie is seven people. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, that's what happens when you have kids. You forget how many there are. Uh, so Homer has his tax football, which I really appreciate. It got, it sort of trans, he, he turned his tra- taxes into a shape. And... He uh, rushes to the post office, barely gets it in there, uh, underhands it into the mail bin right before the deadline. Although, I guess I guess it's past Homer to have to file for an extension or anything like that, probably. Yeah, more than likely. I don't know, he's probably not capable of such a thing. Uh, he doesn't realize that's even possible. Like, wait, wait a minute. You mean I'm allowed to be late? I, I don't get it. Yeah, and also, if he was a day or too late, I don't. they probably wouldn't. I don't think a blue collar... Uh, uh, the Simpsons, I don't think, would face much punishment for that for that um so he makes it into the bin the football taxes make it into the bin and uh we see we follow it we follow it to uh the irs where because of its shape it unfortunately gets bounced off the uh quick refund bin and then bounces into the severe audit bin which so what you're saying is uh you know proper packaging would have prevented this entire thing i mean would it have made it into the bin in the first place if it wasn't that shape? I, I wouldn't think so. So it, you know, I think it's just damned if you do, damned if you don't. Kind of a paradox situation here where sliding doors. Sure, uh, let's call it that. I'll just keep saying. Can I keep? I'll just keep. Okay. Uh, so severe audit. Obviously, Homer's taxes probably wouldn't hold up to a severe audit. Probably or scrutiny at all. Oh, yeah. If and a, a quick look over. Probably wouldn't they wouldn't pass that. Uh, but... Wow, clergy, a Vietnam veteran, and you know eight <laughs> kids. Huh. Wow, that's poor guy. A rough life there. Nine children. Uh, they uh, we cut to uh, the got the gang at at Moe's, and they're just kind of you know just talking and drinking. Uh, then the feds show up, get Homer. Hey, Lenny, let's say you pull a thorn out of the Pope's butt, and he grants you one wish. What'll it be? Hmm. Only one, huh? Well. I've always wondered what it would feel like to wear something that's been ironed. That'd be sweet. What about you, Mo? Ah, uh, gee, I was gonna say a night with Joey Heatherton, but uh, an iron shirt. Damn, that's tempting. What about you, Homer? Well, Homer Simpson, United States government. Help! Somebody! Help! So how about you, Bon? One wish. <laughs> I love how they just go with it. They're like, whatever. You know, I mean, that's, that's the way things go. I mean, in the next act, we really they they rail off like what three or four different things, crazy things that Homer has been caught doing. At that's what true. at what point Poor you Homer. just go, eh, something it'll work itself out. It's happening out. again. We'll it'll, just ignore it. Yeah, we'll get back to it eventually. Let's have a drink. Um, again, and this is another that little short little bit is another kind of I don't know charm. Char- a lot of characterization, a lot of charm in these little these little scenes, and. We go to commercial with Homer being kidnapped by the IRS. You know, like they said, it happens. Yeah, it happens. When we come back, we see Homer has been kidnapped, but 
So Homer has been kidnapped, uh, but you know they don't they don't throw him in jail or anything. You know they just take him to the IRS office, which is much much worse because he has to sit in the waiting room with uh, Lucius Sweet and Gil, who you know Gil he never stops talking. He just wanted uh, a sweet taste, Matt. Just one. A sweet sweet ring, yeah. Uh, just, um, just one that time. Sweet brass ring. Just one time. Just wanted it once. Come on, Gil. Old <laughs> uh, oh, Gil. But unluckily for Homer, sorry, I said luckily for Homer, he has called in first, uh, and the tax man has a deal for him. Mr. Simpson, this government computer can process over nine tax returns per day. Did you really think you could fool it? No, sir. I'm really sorry, sir. An older boy told me to do it. You're looking at five years, minimum. No, sir, please. I can't go to prison. They pee in a cup and throw it on you. I saw it in a movie. You won't be seeing any prison movies where you're going. Prison. No, please. I'll do anything. Anything? Well, that's a start. Agent Johnson, FBI. I'm very happy to meet you. From now on, you're going to work for us. Okay, but could you pay me under the table? I got a little tax problem. <laughs> so, as the, uh, uh, Homer does not exactly understand what he's in for. Uh, because, again, it, it's Homer. Uh, but the feds, at least, are willing to offer him a deal. Uh, Homer is sent home. Uh, where he gets to tell the family about what he's doing, uh, because apparently there's not any type of NDA uh, or you know privacy agreement in general. Of course, they're not big fans of it, but you know Homer doesn't have a choice. Uh, so I mean, he has a choice, man. But he could go to jail, but he prefers not to go to jail. As we've seen many times, Homer doesn't last in jail very long unless he's a prison snitch. That that worked out pretty well for him. I mean, I that he's a snitch now. Like I think Homer is actually a a pretty good snitch. No, that's true. He's done it multiple times now. I mean, you got a poo in trouble back in the day. He was that was being a, he was a snitch then, snitch here. That's, that's really Homer's only good job besides being a nuclear safety inspector, which to be fair, he's very bad at. Being a snitch, he's actually kind of okay at. He's not so good at the not getting caught part yet, but he's working on it. I mean, you can't be a snitch. You're generally people don't become snitches unless they get caught in the first place. True, very it, true. It's kind of a prerequisite. <laughs> anyway, uh, Homer. Gets uh, all set up with his recording equipment, which is a giant box, very obvious under his shirt. Uh, and when he asks about, uh, you know, the code phrase to get him out of there, the FBI guys just ignore him. And so Homer, Homer is on his own in this. And um, luckily, unluckily for him, uh, the people he hangs out with are morons. Hey, see you watching the ball game. Looks like a good one. Any of you involved in any illegal activity? Because I could sure go for some. Oh God. How about you, Lenny? Testing, testing, Lenny. You saying you want to commit a crime, Homer? Maybe, but first I need to hear about some other crimes to get me fired up. You mean like the time you was running moonshine out of your basement? Or oh, that telemarketing scam you pulled? Uh, like those, but involving you. Oh, you mean like the time Barney beat up George Bush? Barney? That was me! And I do it again. <laughs> Why stop there, Homer? My militia has a secret plan to beat up all sorts of government officials. That'll teach them to drag their feet on high-definition TV. You're under arrest for conspiracy. <laughs> hey, how did they finger Charlie? Somebody must have ratted him out. Uh, that's ridiculous, Mo. And transmission. <laughs> yes, that is ridiculous. Who and could have ratted out Charlie? And transmission. And transmission. <laughs> I think I'm just going to end every single <laughs> sentence I say for the rest of my life that way. And, and then it will be suspicious when you're co-opted by some sort of government uh, entity. Who says I haven't already. And transmission. Yeah, that's a good point. So everyone who's listening to this, this is a propaganda by uh, some sort of government or corporation. Hey, it's not propaganda. And transmission. I mean, it's not very good propaganda. <laughs> no, it's pretty bad propaganda. 
I, I, I don't even have. Okay, so I don't. I have no idea what the general consensus on this episode is. Um, you know, I, I have a hard time figuring out what I think of this. Yeah, that's. I, I think I thought about it since I watched it. I, and I have a. I, I think. It, the problem for me starts basically in Act Three. I don't Act One. I think is really good. I think even this act is still funny and still is doing something. I feel like it has direction. I feel like it Homer being co-opted by the government, to, coerced by the government to be a snitch and do stuff for them. That's good. I don't know material that there, he's it, every time. It, it, I think it's funny, and I think this episode is actually very funny all the way through. Uh, I think the plot becomes very aimless and rushed in the third act but well i feel like they couldn't figure out how to end it because overall this is not a bad premise for them to work with it's just eventually it's a little weird yeah and i may think that like homer spying on his friends and uh working for the government and all that is funny and they really nail the character voices in this there's nothing uh, i i don't know i I saw a lot of backlash in uh, the news group this week on the, a lot of hatred for this episode. And uh, I don't see, I don't have hatred for it. I, I, I think it's mostly good. I, I think it's, it suffers from a lot of other things that season nine episodes suffer from, uh, which mm-hmm. is kind of, I don't know, a little bit of aimlessness in the plot and a little bit too much, too outlandish of material in an otherwise, like it's basically like, it's not really the fact that it's cartoonish or outlandish. It's more that tonally it it varies a lot and you get whiplash from it. It's just like, wait, what a second. What? Why? What? And yeah, uh, it, it's basically that. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I, they don't know where they're going to go with it. it, it it's like the, the story, like, the type of story they're changing changes from act to act. Yeah. And basically up to this point, it feels like. It could be any ep- – like, it feels like a very standard – like, okay, Simpsons episode, yeah. This feels so like Simpsons to me. It has everything I look for in a Simpsons episode. It's funny, good characterization, uh, character-driven humor, and the plot seems sensible. and seems like it's going in – like, you know, they, they introduce all these elements, and it, it, it is escalating. And I think that is – the escalation part works in this, I guess. It makes – and it makes – the episode feel not as bad because it's like first act it's kind of calm mostly it's just kind of day-to-day life in springfield doing taxes then act two is homer working for the government as a snitch okay it's a little bit crazier it's escalated and then act three is where things just go off the rails and it's like it, all of a sudden homer's helping mr burns do this and now where do we go yeah and i don't know i still like this episode a lot and i think it's funny and i think i don't understand some of the anger, although I will be talking. What? What? Okay. What? What happens next, Matt? What are we? Where are we going? All right. Uh, after Homer gets Charlie uh, arrested, poor Charlie uh, for beating up government officials. Yeah. Well, he had a good cause. You know, dragging your feet on high definition TV was not okay. You know, here in 2017, almost 2018, we have the luxury of lots of high definition TV. We're almost a 4K now. Back then, those poor, poor plebs with their standard def it was rough Char- charlie had the right idea he should have gone non-violent but you know sometimes just the way things go four Poor by charlie. four by three ratio oh man it's bad <laughs> i was watching some old uh, christmas specials and i'm like man this ratio is terrible <laughs> but anyway mo- moving on i did eventually find blu rays with some of them uh the feds uh commend homer uh, on his hard work uh it turned out to work really well for them uh so they uh, decide that uh 
Homer is going to be set up for an even bigger mission. Uh, they Homer, the FBI agent, meets Homer in the park. Homer tries to shift the blame to Marge because that's the kind of guy Homer is. And instead, the agent takes Homer to be given his uh, mission to the local. Uh, what do you call those, Robbie? Like little photo booths. We just call them photo booths. I yeah, there's photo booths. We get to see Millhouse in them. His that's shirt, true, fe- his shirt fell off. Yeah, it fell off. Sure it did. I again another. That's another little detail. A little bit Millhouse just being yeah. very like Millhouse. With <laughs> I mean, what it, I mean, everyone like most everyone listening to this probably has a camera in their pocket. They might be listening to this through their camera, basically. So. Yeah. Back in the day, you couldn't take pictures like that. When you're a little kid, a little nerdy kid like Millhouse, you couldn't. You had to go on. You had to go to a out public to be a, a weirdo. You couldn't be a, a weirdo privately in your home. Unfortunately, oh, the, the stories you'll ever hear from people who did uh, photo development back before their digital cameras were big. Whew, they're, yes, they're rough. Yeah, they're well. I I commend those 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 people. You know, they they kept secrets. They said they kept a lot of secrets, yep. even ones sometimes they may not. They, they, they probably shouldn't have. Well, I think I don't know. There. I, I, there's people who they I think they if there were criminal things happening, they would report it. But for the most part, it's just people being weird, which is fine. Yeah. You could that's fine. Everyone's weird. Everyone's weird. It's the way things go. Everyone's weird. Anyway, uh, they get they, they get to the photo booth, and Homer is given his assignment through a very secretive password protected mission uh, video. Mr. Simpson, please cover your ears while I say the secret access word. Cheese. Good morning, Agent Johnson. The film you're about to see is top secret and contains adult situations. In 1945, the people of Europe struggled to rebuild following the war. <laughs> Shut up, Simpson. To ease this crisis, President Truman promised relief. American tax dollars will help our allies who fought so poorly and surrendered so readily. To make good on this drunken boast, Truman authorized the one-time printing of the largest denomination currency ever, a trillion-dollar bill. Ooh, a trillion-dollar bill. That's a spicy meatball. The man chosen to deliver this precious cargo to Europe was America's wealthiest and therefore most trustworthy citizen, C. Montgomery Burns. Unfortunately, the money never arrived. Well, this is a kick in the knickers. Should we complain to somebody? No. I say we just act snooty to Americans forever. I agree. This film will self-destruct if not properly stored. We believe Burns still has that bill hidden somewhere in his house. But all we've ascertained from satellite photos is that it's not on the roof. We're hoping that as his trusted employee, you can help lead us to it. But Mr. Burns gave me my job, and he hasn't fired me even after three meltdowns and one China syndrome. I can't betray him. I'm afraid you have no choice. And remember, this information is highly classified. Cheese. Good morning, Agent Johnson. The film you're about to see. So, yes. Uh, um, Homer is tasked with the impossible, getting Mr. Burns to trust him enough to show him his trillion-dollar bill. Uh, Also, uh, I I don't think cheese is a great password for a photo booth, but they're the FBI. Obviously, they know better than me. Nothing? You got nothing there? Okay. Just just making sure. No, I'm just thinking. Uh, The... (sighs) 
I like. Okay, what? Do, how? I don't know how to feel about this, Matt. A trillion dollar bill. What? Every like I understand, and we, we talk about this a lot. The Simpsons do ridiculous things in their episodes. They've been doing it for mm-hmm. a long time. Mostly since like season, I mean, even season one has some of it. And you just go, oh, it's a, it's a television show. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's allowed to be silly. You know, it's allowed to be ridiculous. There's lots of ridiculous things that happen. But there's a part of me that just goes, none of this makes any sense. <laughs> and, well, yeah. And it's really like, I, it's hard for me to get past, the, like, I try and just move past, like, try and wave it away that all of the, like, everything after this point in this episode is about trying, is about the MacGuffin of a trillion dollar bill, which at every, at every instance of me thinking about it makes me go, oh, that doesn't make sense. Oh, that doesn't make sense. Oh, that doesn't make sense. And I, mm, it's hard. It's very difficult. Well, once they introduce the trillion dollar bill, you just kind of have to swallow any other objections you have. It's just like, that's the dumbest concept I've ever heard in my life. That's not the way. There's a reason the hundred dollar bill is currently the largest bill that they have in America. Because anything more than that, you don't use because it's just weird. Uh, it's, th- yeah, there's a reason. Currency and money bills are meant to be spent. They're meant to be transferred between people at at, you know, when you go shopping, when you need to buy something, it needs to be an uh, amount that is is low enough that it's reasonable. No one's buying. That's why very few people buy cars with cash. They're not like literally handing over currency when they're, like there used to be larger instances of currency back before there were electronic um, transfers. You know, banks would have to literally. Right. Exchange it'd be mostly between banks when banks would exchange currency. It would be, hey. They literally have to transport paper between themselves so they, that the cash is moved. And so they'd have $10,000 bills. So they'd have a truck that could f- be filled with – well, they got a one truck of currency instead of a dozen trucks of currency. And I understand all of that is in the real world with real world logic placed upon it. But when you I, – I, I think – Ultimately, my problem with this episode, my own, my really only problem with the episode is the third act, and it's really not about the trillion dollar bill. Because for me to make it work for myself, I basically have to look at the trillion dollar bill as a symbol. You know, it is a symbol of wealth. It is a symbol of power. Uh, it still causes, I think, the fact that they use a trillion dollar bill as this MacGuffin is the probably the reason the third act kind of falls apart. Yeah. But again, like you said, you can't think about it too hard because it literally makes no sense whatsoever it but looking back at simpson tide it is it penguins having a submarine so i'm <laughs> you know it's it's not a literal zombie of uh of a russian leader coming back from the grave so it's it's not as ridiculous as that it's just it, it doesn't like and the, of course the government wouldn't make a trillion dollar bill they wouldn't have Mr. Bird's transport it, it like the none of it makes r- really any sense. But uh, if you, I kind of make it make sense for me by making it a symbol, by making it a, a representation of power and wealth. But it's not like the episode even works. At, like this is where it starts kind of like getting really aimless. Uh, but I ha I I just we I wanted to talk about the trillion dollar bill. I just 
And I think that's when I was looking forward, looking ahead, I guess, to this episode, I was thinking all I could think about was, man, that really doesn't make any sense, does it? (laughs) But you are correct. It doesn't. But then when you watch the episode, there's still a lot of very good in it. It is just it is all around this MacGuffin that is crazy. But Matt, I will also tell you that apparently the alternative, what the original idea for this episode was. Uh, was Homer to learn that he was part Native American, and then he oh, would try no. to exploit that to not have to pay taxes. Um, And then, apparently, the staff had no idea whether Native Americans actually had to pay taxes, and when the writers found out they did pay taxes, because they're citizens, the whole, they just rewrote it, and uh, a the idea was pitched for the trillion dollar bill, because they didn't have anything else. I, I I feel like they could have been like, oh yeah, Homer starts a church. Churches don't pay taxes. I mean, yeah, that's very true. Okay, but I I prefer the trillion dollar bill idea to the Homer is a Native American idea. There's that's yeah, I would definitely agree oh, with yes. that. Okay, that would, <laughs> that's the kind of thing I can see them doing though. If if that was actually true, I could be doing that and just being like, oh man, guys, this this is a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, anyway, moving on past that. Uh, after Homer gets his mission, and Apu uh, sees the mission as well, <laughs> because they, Apu and Manjula were the ones who used the photo with after them, and also said cheese. And what the heck, Milhouse probably saw it too. He probably just ignored it. Uh, we then cut to Mr. Burns and Smithers, uh, where Smithers has made a delectable sounding meal and looking meal uh, for Mr. Burns. Um, I, I believe uh, it was a raspberry something or other and pheasant under duck. I mean, it's just, it looks amazing. Burns, of course, eats one bite and just ignores Smithers because that's that's how Burns does. Uh, and then tells Smithers to leave, which he does. Homer then shows up uh, with his little recording box because that's all they have, I guess. And Mr. Burns uh, what, what, says, Matt, oh, wait, uh, wait, Matt, what recording box? Mm. Uh, I'm, uh, and you're right. I was completely wrong. There's no such thing as a recording box. Never mind. Let's not, let's just ignore that. Completely, un- completely unobtrusive. I did not notice. Exactly. One. I did not notice anything. And Homer never talks into it. Never, no, never ever. once. And transmission. <laughs> and transmission. Uh, anyway, uh, Mr. Burns is, of course, disturbed by Homer, uh, but seeing as how the hounds are off that day and Smithers is not around, uh, he invites Homer in, uh, saying that he will heat up some water and scald him uh, <laughs> once it heats up. I, uh, Mr. Burns being Mr. Burns, however. I love all these interactions. I really, oh, yeah, uh, this is really good. This is, again, along with like the Flanders doing his taxes and Millhouse in the photo booth, this right this these like the sequence the sequence of 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 scenes at mr burns mansion with homer and and burns is really good and homer not knowing how to react to the house not coming and birds throwing cold water at him and then going to get him a towel like all of it really funny really good well yeah because uh, mr burns uh as i was saying does not wait long enough for the water to heat up and throws it on homer instead uh because that's that's mr bird works he's a very impatient old man and uh, of course <laughs> when he sees that he, homer was not scalded uh, and did not run off he, he offers to get him a towel homer then proceeds to search the place uh in the worst searching ever because he deliberately placed like he deliberately makes it so that it's very obvious that he has snooped around. He doesn't put anything back the way it was. So, you know, Homer as an only child would not learn that you have to put things back exactly as they were. Otherwise, people will know that you snooped. Luckily for him, Mr. Burns comes back and jumps to the assumption that he is with Collier's Magazine. 
Uh, I have no idea what that is. Robbie, do you? Colors Magazine. Um, last issue was in January 4th, 1957. That makes sense for Mr. Burns' joke. I believe it was like a, um illustrated journal. I think, I, I don't know. Let me hear it here, Matt. Let me give you a full. It's a, a pioneered investigative journalism established a reputation as a proponent of social reform. Yep. So there you go. Uh, that doesn't really seem like the kind of thing that Mr. Burns would read, but hey, maybe. It also had, it also had uh, fiction and, and uh, short stories and, and investigative journals. It had in cartoons. It had, it was a life magazine. It was a, it was a magazine that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Wait, yes. a, a variety magazine with lots of different things in it. Now we have the internet, so but this is it ended in 1987, so it's been gone a long time. Right, so it, it definitely would have been out of business by the time this episode rolled around. Uh, by 40 so, years, yeah, yeah. Well, only 40. Know, I thought you said it ended in 87. 57. 57. Okay, so 57. Yes, uh, it would have have long since ceased publishing. But Mr. Burns obviously does not keep up with things and thinks that Homer is a reporter from them for their Star Snoop column. Because that's sure, as Mr. Burns thinks he is. He's a star. Yeah, he is a star. Come on. Uh, he, he takes Homer on a tour of the mansion, uh, and Burns has the Hall of Patriots, uh, where he has some of his ancestors who have done heroic things, uh, such as throwing tea uh, into the the harbor at the Boston Tea Party uh, and without a care to what would do with the Finway flounder, which used to be a fish. Apparently, it's not anymore. <laughs> which I'm sure Mr. Burns' ancestor had a hand in. I want to see all of these people. Oh, yeah. If you want to talk about some flashback episodes we need to see, it is The Simpsons versus Mr. Burns in previous iterations of all of them. Like, I want to see Mr. Burns' evil uh, ancestors and the Simpsons of the day fighting him. That would be hilarious. Also, the Fenway Flounder is not a real fish. No, I, I would hope not. <laughs> Although there is a beer and, called the Fenway Flounder. Oh, well, there you go. I, I'm sure it's delicious. It's uh, probably a Simpsons fan probably made that beer. More than likely. That's my guess. Uh, yeah, Mr. Burns even has a spot in his uh, hall, his hall of patriots, his hall. Thank you. Uh, that uh, represents himself uh, taking the trillion dollar bill. And of course, it has a bill in its hands. Uh, but that is not the trillion dollar bill, because who would be so foolish as to put it there? Instead, Mr. Burns has it on him at all times and takes the trillion dollar bill out of his wallet, because that's just how that works, I guess. I mean, he's he's showing he off. At all times. He's showing off to Homer. And no, there's nowhere safer yeah. than on your personal body. Come on, Matt. Obviously, it's, I carry all yeah. my personal wealth with me at all times. It's in wow, my pocket. That's impressive. Always that in my heavy. Always in my pocket. <laughs> all of it. Anyway, at, at this point, uh, the feds bust in uh, because, of course, they know where the trillion dollar bill is, and they they arrest Mr. Burns. Uh, however. Homer has been seduced by what he's been told by Mr. Burns and decides that he is going to assist Mr. Burns. Uh, he uses the old trick where you uh, pull up the carpet and give it a little wave and that knocks the FBI guys out uh, on the sides of the door. He picks up Mr. Burns and makes a run for it uh, since he can't write an article, which is what he was going to do. But then he was not actually a... He didn't. He did. He also placed the the hand of one agent on the butt of the other agent. Of course, because that's just and, and hilarious. And giggled about it. Uh, and giggled. Yeah. You know, Matt, I, we just talked about how ridiculous the concept of the trillion dollar bill is and all that stuff. But you know what's even more ridiculous is that uh, the idea that a common working man like Homer Simpson could be so easily tricked by a megalomaniacal cartoonish supervillain. Uh, a, a billionaire, trillionaire, uh, into thinking that the government is evil 
and uh, that taxes are are bad. That would never well, happen. Obviously, I mean, everyone is out there uh, getting their own due, uh, except for Homer. So you know, when a billionaire comes along to tell him, "Oh no, you're you're being shafted by everyone else. I'll give you the real thing and treat you correctly," he must be telling the truth. He wouldn't have become a billionaire if he wasn't telling the truth all the time. Yeah, absolutely. And and Homer rightfully takes the side of the billionaire and saves him from those evil government agents. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And once he does does so, we go to commercial. Uh, when we come back, Homer and Burns uh, go to Smithers because the, Smithers is a uh, uh, re- the only intelligent person they both know. Yeah, the only one who's a touch has a like a, a a grasp of reality, I suppose. Uh, and Burns, I mean, I guess Burns is smart enough to know that and goes to Smithers. Um, and this, I, I don't, I'm not going to try and disguise my feelings about this third act. It is, it's messy and rushed and aimless. It, it makes it, no sense it, it, it going from one spot to another. Yeah, it jumps around a lot. Like, the first two acts are actually relatively confined. You know, it's like, okay, you have New Year's Day. With it, that connects us to the taxes. And then taxes sequence. Homer gets arrested from the taxes sequence. You know, causality, A to B to C. And then Homer works for the government and then goes to Burns. And up to, even with the ridiculousness of the trillion dollar bill plot, like, all of that connects, you know? It it has the escalation that I talked about, and right. I it has a lot of potential. Honestly, like we are just joking about Homer being tricked by Burns to help him and all that, but you could do a lot with that. You could do a lot with that those ingredients and explore like something in this third act about why Homer decides to go with Burns or the so, anything you know that the the how the trillion dollar is a symbol of power and money etc cetera, etc cetera, whatever and just have homer like trying to figure all this out himself but that doesn't really happen instead uh they 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 we have an extended like chase sequence which i i don't under like i don't understand the need for it frankly like it just eats up time and i don't you can like, they cut so many corners in this third act to try and just get to the end. They cut out so many scenes, so much connective tissue. Like, why is the pursuit stuff in there? Like, that, I don't... It Yeah, it, it seems like there's there's different things they wanted to do. They wanted to make it, like, a, 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 ch- a chase movie, but also, you know, make a political statement about Cuba and how dumb Mr. Burns is, and just, they're trying to do too many things at once. Yeah, and it, it, it ends up feeling really weirdly paced. Uh, we see them run first from uh, Chief Wiggum, who ignores them. And they decide that they're going to leave the country. Let's blow this fascist popsicle stand. We'll purchase a small island somewhere and start our own country, free from the relentless tyranny of Uncle Sam. But I can't leave the country. What about my wife and kids? That can be shipped. <laughs> I love that line of Smithers. <laughs> it can be shipped. <laughs> and even, like, I, I do want to say that even though the plot itself is very aimless, there are still a lot of good lines and uh, a lot of a lot of humor and a lot of funniness in it. It's just the plot kind of loses track of what, like, I, I, I like, I when I was re-watching this, I was like, as I was watching the first and second act, I'm like, wow, I like this a lot more than I remember, and this is really funny. And then I hit the third act and I go, oh, this is why I have bad memories of it is because it ends so roughly. Um, So they decide they're going to leave the country. The feds are on their tail. They go down to the they go back to the Simpsons house and try and find find out where Homer would go. 
Where do you think your father would go with a trillion dollars? My dad has a trillion dollars? Wow! I can buy and sell your sorry ass. I'll give you a billion dollars to empty the cat box for me. No, no, Bart. That money's going toward your college education. Who needs college, Mom? We're trillionaires. Let's buy dune buggies. So I have a feeling even if Lisa had all the money in the world, she would still go to college. I know. That's what I was gonna. I was gonna ask you specifically, Matt. How about the, the yay or nay on the Lisa? The Lisa. The one of the three things that Lisa says in this episode. Yeah. I. I. Yeah. She's. I. I can appreciate that. Yes. Once someone has rich, their their outlook on life would probably change because they don't have to do much of anything. They can kind of just sit around and do whatever they want. But I still feel like Lisa would definitely pursue knowledge. Like I feel like she would just use that money to make things, like do science or something. Buy That's a... true. She she would get her degree and then she would launch a jazz career, probably. She uh, she'd be the first uh, jazz scientist. Yeah, exactly. So the Simpsons are trillionaires, sort of. Uh, the 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 trio of Homer, Birds, and Smithers escape in a Piper Cub uh, to 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 Cuba, theoretically. They haven't decided on Cuba yet, but uh, they are being chased by the IRS guys who are in a fighter jet chasing after them, and they're talking to... I don't know how they're... I, I don't... Again, doesn't really make any sense, and I don't understand why it's even in... The, like, the, the IRS agents are yelling at them, saying they'll miss American television. It, it's It's... But they leave... They, and they also leave American airspace, and then suddenly they're international... So they can't be. I still think you can still be pursued by the Americans in international space, can't you? In in airspace, I'm sure. I, th- I it's not another country's airspace. It is international airspace, and I think that unless it's, I don't know, it's probably way more complicated than that. But again, after the trillion dollar bill, you're just like, okay, I guess that's how it works. And uh, they are flying, and they decide on Cuba. Any of these islands would make a fine new country. I call president, vice president. There's a big one, and it has freedom written all over it. Sir, that's Cuba. Cuba, eh? Take her down, Smithers. Uh, you're flying the plane, sir. Excellent. The, I, I, yes. I don't, I just like that little bit, too. Burns is like, oh, I am. Uh, he is fly, I, when did Burns know how to fly airplanes? I guess he's, it doesn't matter. Again, a long line of, wait, okay, um. And then we get a bit about then a, a Cuba jokes for a bit. Yeah, it seems like really weird that they would pick Cuba as the island to go to. I mean, I mean huh? It's like it makes a certain sort of sense to me in that, you know, Cuba is so close to the U.S. and yet is so cut off from us because we've, you know, basically uh, <laughs> they're they're 90 miles from the tip of Florida. And yet they are um, they have no like no contact with us whatsoever you know we get refugees we well up until at the time of this episode at least at least we're we it's a little bit different now but i mean castro is in this episode it feels like you know it's a completely different world that this episode takes place in from today but i can understand like cuba has like an interesting environment that you could do a lot with and and it connects kind of with the idea of oh we're, they're leaving the country uh they want to be a place where they're they don't have to worry about the American government, and that certainly is was Cuba in 1998. But uh, they they crash the Burns crashes the plane. Uh, we get a, like an like a bit where Homer they get a, a joke about Homer smuggling cigars and assassinating Castro. Uh, Matt 
specifically notes bad jokes about Cuba. I mostly agree. Uh, <laughs> mostly. Which which ones are not? Was it the boxers who were smoking cigars? That was a bad one. I liked uh, I liked the old cars with the taxi. Just yeah, the, that's I, true. I, I thought that was I, it. Was all right. You know, it wasn't bad. Okay, I'm not saying it's a laugh riot or anything. I also like the right. Che Guevara Duff ad. Yeah, that's true. That was kind of funny. I like that. Um, uh, then we get extended scene with Castro admitting that communism doesn't work and that he's going to call the U.S. and just admit defeat. I suppose. Uh, also jokes about uh Castro Street uh in San Francisco, which yeah. isn't named after him either. It's a different Castro. It's named after so. It doesn't, it doesn't really affect the joke at all. It's still not a great joke. But um, just as Castro is about to call the government and uh, and concede, I guess it's not like I don't I don't know. But the uh, birds and the gang decide to meet with Castro. Uh, he's the president of Cuba, so I suppose it makes a certain kind of sense. And uh, they want to. I don't. Do they even say exactly why they're going to see Castro? No, no, I, I don't believe that they do. They just, yeah. they just it's a, I, I, the best I can tell is that they think, oh, obviously, uh, he will, you know, treat us better at knowing that we're rich, or that they are exiled from the American government, just like him, and they and they want to, they see themselves as partners, or friends, of some sort. Like it's very vague. All of this is incredibly vague, and I think that's the main problem. It doesn't have any driving force behind it. It doesn't. They're they're refugee like. The 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 Burns, Smithers and Homer are 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 have escaped and are free, but they don't. We don't have a really reason for why they what they're doing. They're just doing. You know, there's no, I don't know. There's no actual like concrete thing they're pursuing. It is just kind of open ended, and that's never very. That's never good, especially in. In the, I, I don't know. It feels like the Simpsons always has the best Simpsons episodes. All I have the very concrete of idea of what the the conflict is, of where the tension mm-hmm. is, and I, I like I, I I there's none here. It's just they have a trillion dollar bill and they go to Cuba, and it's just kind of riffing. And I, that's not enough, you know. I I think it needs something. It needs like why are they going to see Castro? Are they going to Try and buy the government. Are they going to try and give him? They're going to help negotiate with him to help him do something for for political asylum, anything. But it's because it's so out of touch with reality and and so ridiculous. And they don't try. Like if they just had a trillion dollar bill and then treated everything else with a certain degree of seriousness, I could forgive it. But they never take their own premise seriously after the trillion dollar bill. Like even. Like the idea of Homer being a snitch and going to Moe's and listening to Charlie talk about threatening to beat up government <laughs> officials about because of HD, like all that is ridiculous. But they treat it with ser- they treat it with a certain amount of serious, like the the seriousness, like the feds, everything they they, they that happens. There's ramifications. There's consequence. You know, Homer here's charlie they come and get charlie uh homer has to leave the bar and there's like they all ground that in jokes and stuff but every little step along the way it makes sense but at this point there's no consequence there's no punishment because they meet with castro and castro takes the million trillion dollar bill and then the episode basically just ends no so the island's not for sale eh well will you at least permit us to live in your socialist paradise you're talking about cuba exactly 
All we ask is preferential treatment because of my fabulous wealth. May I see? <laughs> see with your eyes, not with your hands. Please, we are all amigos here. Mr. Burns, I think we can trust the president of Cuba. Now give it back. Give what back? <sighs> it's hard to believe there's a place worse than America, but we found it. Yes, I too feel renewed appreciation for the good old U.S. of A. Oppression and harassment are a small price to pay to live in the land of the free. But, uh, sir, aren't you facing some serious jail time? Well, if it's a crime to love one's country, then I'm guilty. And if it's a crime to steal a trillion dollars from our government and hand it over to communist Cuba, then I'm guilty of that too. And if it's a crime to bribe a jury, then so help me, I'll soon be guilty of that. God bless America! And that's how it is. Yup, it Wh- sure is. Yeah, I... And I don't even have... A, like, I think that that ending beat isn't necessarily a bad one. Like, the idea of Burns, because he's rich, he's invulnerable. And home. True. And that, like, that's alright. Like, that's an alright beat to end on. Like, and it feels very Simpson-esque to me. It feels very much like everything that happened in this actually didn't really matter because Burns is rich and he can just, it will, everything will bounce off of him. But everything in the third act just ignore, it isn't about that, you know? It isn't confronting that at all. It's just, it, it has like a cartoonish escape sequence and chase sequence and then some bad Cuba jokes mostly, and then they meet with Castro <laughs> to maybe buy the country or maybe be partners, but instead they just, give him a trillion like they let he steals it from them with like a simple trick and then oh we have this big ending beat which i think i don't have a problem with but not like there's no from basically when act two ends through at the end of act three nothing from b to c leads me to this this ending spot you know there's nothing in there that is about uh, 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 it's not there's not a lot about america versus cuba there's like it's just brief mentions of america being fascist and etc cetera, etc cetera. but there's nothing it's not about that it just is mentioning that stuff and like give me it man give me some theme i need that in there you gotta have connective tissue yeah i i mean it's just i can't really say more than what you said basically when the third act starts things just go off the rails so quickly because up until now it's been a or up until the beginning of the third act it's been a story about you know homer getting caught for tax evasion and being forced to work for the feds and he had to turn on mr burns and then it turns into like this wacky chase movie with bad jokes about cuba if they could have just figured out a better way to, to, to work the third act, uh, you know, maybe they go on the lam or try and, uh, you know, steal something else or try and deposit the, the trillion dollar bill. Just something more down to earth than flying to Cuba and making bad Cuba jokes. This would have been actually been a really good episode. Like I said, the first two acts are very solid. It's just the ending needed work. You need a little polish. Yeah, I don't know why that it just like it doesn't it feels disconnected this if this third act feels like it comes from a different episode and that's a complaint we have a lot about you know as the show's as the show gets older and as the show kind of leaves the golden years and people complain a lot about you know zombie simpsons and and the simpsons losing what it was that makes it special it's not just that it's only this it's just it contributes a lot to it when it the the plots become so disconnected the 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 i don't know the 
different parts of the plot feel so disconnected from each other, it feels like you're not even watching a cohesive episode. And it becomes, I don't know, becomes family guy to a certain extent. Ooh, that's, that's mean, Robbie. Yeah. I mean, I could be meaner, Matt. I could say that sometimes family guy is funny. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, and right, I don't, fair enough. I don't, and like, I don't believe that. It just feels very much like this third act is very much just here's, we have a chase sequence. We have jokes for a chase sequence. We have jokes for Cuba. And we have an ending. So that's what we do. That's what I felt like. I It's hard for me to have an actual feel about this episode because I think two-thirds of it are really good. Like, if the third act is as good as the first two, this is a, a, definitely a top 100 episode, maybe a top 50 episode, because it has a lot of really interesting things in it and a lot of things that it, this, the show could explore about Homer and uh, and Burns and the how Homer feels about the government like it doesn't have to be like some deep statement about capitalism or anything but it could just be a simple like oh Homer realizes his place and and maybe we have you could still even go to Cuba and look at <laughs> hey Cuba was a very uh, uh like not a great place to live for a very long time like yeah maybe I don't know maybe don't include Cuba in your episode unless you're really ready to talk about it but it, it, it feels very uneven. I like it a lot more than I remember liking it. I'll say that. Yeah, I, I mean, I really tend to not like this. I, this Coming so soon after Simpson Tide, I really was worried about this, thinking, oh, man, this is going to be really bad. But it's not. It's okay. It's not great, but it's it's way better than Simpson Tide. Yeah, and I think that's, I don't know, maybe it is because it's on the, like on the, on the, the tail of Simpson Tide, in which an episode I remember not liking, and then watching it again, I like it less. This is an episode I remember not liking. I think my main hangout before was just the trillion dollar bill idea, because it was so ri ridiculous. But ultimately, I'm okay with that if the plot hung around together in that third act. I think I would just be, yeah, it's ridiculous, but it's whatever. It's just that it kind of falls apart there, but it's still really funny, and there's still a lot of really good funny bits in it. Uh, I love and I a lot of really good character sequences that are as good as anything The Simpsons have ever done. You know, I the Flanders doing his taxes, Burns and Homer in the mansion, and Burns like inviting him in while promising to scald him and then tossing <laughs> cold water on him and then going to get him a towel. It's just like layers of absurdity that are, are really fun. Um, we'll rank it at the end of the show. We'll see where it goes. Uh, next up, mm -hmm. my favorite episode. We do have a my favorite episode submission, Matthew. Uh, this is from, uh, I'm going to use the name he signed with from Ollie to Booger. <laughs> great one yeah. uh, I wanted to submit the trouble with trillions is my favorite episode and if liking an episode past the golden age of the Simpsons is a crime then by god I'll be guilty of that too uh, though it slightly switches its focus the theme remains throughout the episode of how Homer and Mr. Burns fight back against the government for pushing them around i.e. Burns liberating the bill and Homer turning on the IRS agents with non-stop humor throughout the episode and the great tag team of President Simpson and Vice President Burns it's the best episode ever thanks Ollie Tipper <laughs> <laughs> I, At least it's solid reasoning. I, hey, people can like what they like. Mm -hmm. uh, next, uh, we we well, we, we're gonna we might suffer some whip, from some whiplash uh, right now, Matt. Because ne next, oh up, no, yeah. <laughs> it's time for the uh, uh, for our next segment. It's time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt dot nerd dot obsessive. Comments to the news group is where I'll code the old alt.tv dot Simpsons news group. See what people are talking about uh, the week or two after an episode debut. What they thought about it. Um, I very un like some people like the episode. Don't get me wrong. There's A's and B's in there, but then there's a few people that hate 
capital H A T E hate hated this episode. And I I pulled one of them just to give it a, give us an example. Uh, this is one of the worst Simpsons episodes ever made, and possibly the worst. Pointless, unfunny, and poorly written. Writer Ian Maxstone Graham starts with a weak, meandering story and fills it with stale, flat gags and ludicrous, un-Simpsons-like ideas. The Trillion Dollar Bill, Lisa Shrugging Off College, and many others I choose not to think about. If you'll tilt your head a little and use your imagination, this D-minus might look like me sticking my tongue out at the current staff. So Okay, wow, yeah, that's... Not, yeah, not, not very happy about it, but I, I guess... I, I don't know, like... I think this is much more palatable than Simpson Tide. And I don't, maybe, I like, we ourselves said the third act is rough, but I, just a lot of anger. Yeah, it's not that bad. No, it's not that bad. Um, Someone decided to break down everything that would work, that doesn't work about the trillion dollar bill. So uh, even in 1959, our GMP would have been, been, would have increased by about 35%. Because we didn't have that big a budget. Uh, the government would immediately declare it void. No one's going to believe that there's a trillion dollar bill. No one can break a trillion dollar bill, so you'd have to spend it in one place, the government. Thus, even though it says one trillion on it, it's worthless. Even Burns would have known that would be more valuable to him for the bill to be delivered than to be stolen. Yeah, there's lots of, like, in with all logic, trillion dollar the trillion dollar bill makes n- no sense. It, there's Our budget wasn't that big. The you want to deliver that money in a single bill. Like, eh, it doesn't, none of it makes sense. It's fine. No, no. I mean, that's, that's kind of the thing is, is there's a whole lot about this episode that doesn't make any sense. You just kind of have to go with it and hope that rest works out. Yeah. And I like, you just have to like, if that is a bridge too far for you, that's what it is. Like, I don't, there's not much else you can do about this episode. Like, I think it's just, it's just below my threshold. I think is what I ultimately like, Zombie Lenin, penguin ships, like all that's too far for me. A single trillion dollar bill from the government is just below my threshold of ridiculousness, I guess, where, uh-huh. I, where I can ex- I can move past it. Um, I thought this was fun. Uh, speaking of high definition, high definition television, uh, someone at the time uh, talking about it is a new high resolution digital television broadcast standard, or it should be a new standard. But it's actually been vaporware for the last few years or so. Everybody with a stake in the broadcast industry, television networks, station affiliates, consumer watchdogs, electronics industry, even Microsoft, has been pushing contradicting ideas. Recently, Congress announced a roll- rollout timetable for HDTV, so the foot dragging, foot dragging may finally be over. Yeah. I mean, there's... Well, turns out that they were fairly right, because HD first made its debut in the early 2000s. I mean, the, the ATSC spec that they ended up using for broadcast television, I, I believe the first... Uh, station went on the air in 1998. So I was joking about them dragging their feet. I'm sure they were in some capacity, but at least uh, it premiered right around when this came out. So maybe that's someone saw an article about that and was like, "Hey, let's throw this in the episode. It'll be funny." Yeah, and uh, yeah, it it eventually did happen. But I, you know, it's just another one of those things where you like look at this episode. People mailing in their their uh, tax returns. No HGTV. Castro still alive and in power. Like all those things, just it reminds you. Like, oh right, yeah, there was there used to be television that wasn't high definition. Um, a, a person who worked at the Minnesota Department of Revenue, uh, their goal they they mentioned that their goal of returns a day was twenty thousand per day, and the IRS computer processes nine in this episode per day. So it's a little little different, but just a little. Still, that's a lot. It's a lot of people. There's a lot of people, and if you want to actually do the math on a lot of people, that's actually. Also, the, a note about Collier's Magazine, which folded in 1957. 
<laughs> I think everyone else had the same questions I did. Yeah, everyone's like, what's Collier's Magazine? Uh, that's it. A lot of interesting little details here and there, and a lot of hatred, a lot of anger, vitriol. Uh, we can Aww. move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. The listener question of the week this week is, what is the movie like The Simpsons to parody or even parody differently? Uh, lots of great answers. I, I really uh, appreciate all of them. You guys are always uh, very smart on the ball. Uh, first from Up Car. Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3. Frank as Doc Brown, Bart as Marty. You lot figure out the rest. I'm out. <laughs> do we have to do three? Can you just do one and two? Well, of course you have to do three. It's it's required, Robbie. Why? It's not. It's fine, but it's not necessary, is it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, one and two are, are a very concise story. It's actually funny. I've been reading the Back to the Future comic books. Uh, they've been published recently. They're very, actually very good, and most of them take place uh, kind of between two and three and there's a few that take place afterwards and none of them involve anything from three it's more like an afterthought it's a whole bunch of stuff that that would be you know completely okay if three didn't exist i mean it's lots a, of people apparently it's a fun it's a fun story and all but it's not like one and two like connect to each other and make sense three is just like west western fun western spaghetti western thing yeah. um from AJ, a Star Wars parody wouldn't be bad considering Family Guy, and to an extent, South Park both took a stab at it. I'd personally like to see them do a full parody of a Dungeons & Dragons campaign, think Bender's Game, but add a touch of Stranger Things into the mix since we'd likely be following the kids, and a monster coming to life would make for a good long Halloween special, or just a non-canon adventure episode. I agree. That would be good. Um, Chris Rounders, Homer plays Mike, uh, who's Matt Damon, Marge is Joe, Herman could play Teddy KGB, Lenny as Worm, Barney as Grama. Uh, the Return of Mindy as Petra and Burns as Nish. Uh, the list goes on. Rounders, have you seen Rounders? I, I honestly think they, they, they could do a, a good job with that. Uh, I mean, that, that's the kind of story that The Simpsons could compress fairly well. Yeah. Although, Homer as a poker savant. Mm. Oh, Homer's been all kinds of savants. Uh, I, guess no, you know, I guess you could make it work. I, I would think Lisa would be more the, if, like, <laughs> tell a poker story in her, like, you could do. Uh, what was that? What's the story about all those college kids that uh, cheated? At casinos uh so they made a movie about it like 21 or something yeah, like that like that i could i uh, connected also lisa and a group of kid, nerdy kids cheat at casino uh jean pierre yeah. i was thinking they should do an episode of the style of charlie chaplin movies gonna be called slobbering times and we'll have homer as the tramp bart as the kid marge as paulette uh as a paulette goddard type love interest mr burns is the rich man that is only nice to homer when he drinks i think it'd be cool an episode mostly as a black and white silent film maybe a voiceover narration by grandpa that'd be really neat like, really commit yeah. to a silent film, a whole silent film episode? That'd be ridiculous. I would love to see that. Uh, Seb, how about a paranormal activity-themed episode done entirely in the sort of amateur footage style of the movie? Maybe Homer begins filming around the house after some unexplained occurrences, but with a totally logical explanation revealed at the end. This could also leave a lot of room for background jokes throughout the episode. Yeah, that'd work, for sure. Um, Alistair, the Wizard of Oz with Marge's Dorothy. Follow the yellow brick road. Follow the yellow brick road. Follow the yellow brick road. Well, I'm trying to, but you keep getting in my way. <laughs> uh, from Norman, I'd love to see a Jaws parody. Sea Captain Wiggum and Frank take on General Sherman. Gold, I tell you. Oh, gold. That would be amazing. Oh, what I wouldn't give to see that. Excuse me. Sorry. Farewell, and adieu, the old Spanish lady. Um, Sean, Memento with Mo as the protagonist. The plot revolves around Mo waking up at a hotel room and not knowing who he is and having his friends help him remember. They can even call it Memento. Or the not as popular Ooh. Mo Momento Momento. 
moment. It, moment, Mo. It would end when the children are all rescued by, oh, let's say, some local tavern owner. Yeah. We're, we're getting there, guys. Eventually. The, mo- the, the DOS bus jokes are just going to... Uh, David had so many coffees. When Harry met Sally with Mo and Patty slash Selma, imagine the feels. Uh, Tom and Egg Kitten up with Grandpa and Ralph, but the Simpsons could make just original storylines like they used to. I don't know. They've always parodied movies. It's not like they're, that's a new thing. Uh, but up with Grandpa, Ralph would be great. Uh, Ralph is, uh, Caroline, Karolinski, get out. Yes, get out would work. Although, you'd have to have some black characters for that to work, huh? Oh, that, that can't be right. I mean, the Simpsons, they have so, so many, um, Carl? Yeah, never mind. Lou? <laughs> Carl and Dr. Hibbert. Dr. Hibbert. And uh, Brandon, a funny film fan, uh, since they're doing episodes strongly influenced by earlier episodes, how about the Fast and the Furious franchises with go-karts? That'd work. You can do that. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Brandon at Mac Powie. Uh, I think they could do a great job uh, doing a James Bond-style episode. Uh, you could have Homer as James, Marge as the Bond girl, Mr. Burns as the villain, Lisa as M. Bart, I'm not sure. Maybe another agent or something, Professor uh, Frank as Q, and the rest of the characters, whoever they need. Yeah. You know, You Only Move Twice was like a reference to Bond movies. But Homer was not literally James Bond, you know? No, he definitely was no. not. Uh, Channel Surfing Pod, at Channel Surf Pod, Anchorman with Homer, Barney, Lenny, and Carl. Yeah. I mean, I think that would have to, you'd have to do that as a completely, although, I don't know. You might be able to, I don't know. It, it, again, that's the reason a lot of parody episodes nowadays kind of end up as like these amalgams of things. They're not really any, they're, they very, like, very rarely do just one, an episode that is literally just a parody of one movie. Um, Lauren at El Columbia 88. Even though Never fl- uh, Fly Now, I'd love to see a Pooh family-centered episode with a tribute to Bollywood films, lots of musical numbers, and crazy choreographed dancing. I think you could still do that. I mean, as long, yeah. as, as, long as it's truthful and honest about what Bollywood is and about, you know, Indian families. And, like, it, I think it actually would be great because I don't, I don't think anyone... I mean, I, I think both of us still love Apu as a character, and, and despite all that, the controversy that's happened around him lately, and it's, I mean, reasonably, it's been going on for a long time. But as long as it's true and honest to like Apu's story, and I think it'd be fine. I think you could totally do a Bollywood episode with Apu. Um, uh, from Joel, uh, movie I'd like to see done is Twenty One Jump Street, and star Ralph as an undercover cop. He'd be trying to find out about a test rigging scheme to get extra funding for the school. Anyway, just the idea that Ralph has been fooling us the whole time would be awesome. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, from Ryan, uh, I would like the Simpsons to parody Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Bart, uh, Bart would be Ferris, Lisa would be Rooney, Millhouse would be Cameron, and Homer would be Ferris's girlfriend, but instead his dad because he just wants to get out of work. Nice. Yeah, Ferris Bueller. You can do Ferris Bueller, Bart. They're very similar archetypes. Um, Matt, what's your answer? Honestly, you guys have got this so down. I, I feel like my answer is just way too obvious. Uh, I want to see a sequel to uh, Itchy and Scratchy Land uh, that parodies either The Lost World, uh, you know, the second Jurassic Park movie, or it's it's more along the lines of the upcoming Jurassic World sequel where they go back and it's just destroyed and they're trying to save some of the robots or some other silly reason. Just a chance to revisit Itchy and Scratchy Land. Uh, I think that would be a lot of fun and, and could lead you to some hopefully good nostalgia and not bad nostalgia. <laughs> Yeah, uh, my answer is a completely indulgent, selfish answer. Uh, my favorite movie is The Thing. Uh, so I want a Trias Horror segment about The Thing. I don't, whatever. I don't care how they do it. Put all the adult, put a bunch of the male cast members in a in our state uh, research station and uh, they turn into monsters. That would be amazing. Sure. Um, speaking of good, hopefully good nostalgia and not bad nostalgia, our next week's question. If you could create a sequel to any episode and it 
of course, provided it's a good sequel. Which one would you choose? So any episode gets a second, a two-parter, which, or gets a sequel. And, hey, if you're feeling particularly audacious, pitch it to me. Pitch it to us. Give us an elevator pitch. I'm sure the Simpsons writers are listening intently to uh, this podcast that criticizes them. <laughs> hey, hey, we said lots of great things about the past eight seasons. <laughs> that's, that's very true. Uh, I will post this question on our social media, facebook.com slash the Simpson Show Pod, Twitter at Simpson Show Pod. You can email us again at Simpson Show Pod at gmail.com. Uh, you can like us, follow us at those, those social media places. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It is time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, one hard. Try and stump the other. This season we have a wager. Whoever loses must record themselves uh, performing a Trials of Horror segment that they wrote. I'm back eight points, which is not a good number. I want that number to be smaller. I'm trying my best. Uh, I'll start us off, Matt. You ready for an easy question? I'm ready. These are all uh, from... I forgot the name of the episode. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> um, okay. No, I'm going to... It's. I have it. It is the Telltale Head. Oh, okay. Season wow. Whew, all right. Your, your easy question. Bart cuts the head off of what statue? Uh, that would be Jebediah Springfield. That is correct. You notice how easy a question, easy question was, Matt? I did. I think yours is pretty easy, too. Oh, okay. I think you'll actually get it this week. Oh, good. Excellent. Uh, all my questions come from separate vocations. Oh, uh, I, 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 I like that episode. I, I, I figured. I figured. I, I think you'll get most of these. Uh, what what criminal does Bart stop when he goes on a ride-along with the police in separate vocations? Snake, I believe. Uh, you are correct. See, that was easy, right? I mean, I doubted myself for a moment, but sure. <laughs> You're really the only criminal character. I know. That's why I was like, yeah, it has to be Snake, right? It was like, I'm, yeah, I've, okay. Yeah. Your medium question, Matthew. Uh, the Telltale Head features the first appearances of seven recurring characters. Oh, Jesus. Name five of them. Oh, man. You really, you really love these uh, first appearance of blank characters, don't you? I mean, I would, this one, I just think about it. I think you can get it. I mean, I, I'm going to go with it's probably the bullies. So uh, Jimbo, Dolph, and Kearney. Uh, not Nelson because he showed up in Bart the Genius. So uh, the three bullies. Uh, I'm going to go with Jebediah Springfield because, you know, it's, it's about him. He, he, I'm pretty sure he wasn't show up before then. Uh, I'm going to go with Apu uh, because uh, Bart hangs out with the bullies in the uh, Quickie Mart. Um, that's five. Are those five correct? I'll tell you that four of those are, the, are correct. So I just need one more. All right. All right. Hmm. Who else is new in this one? I'm going to say definitely not Mo. Who has been? Man, who else would be new in this? Um, I'm going to say Reverend Lovejoy, because I know he's in the crowd shouting for Bart's blood. Is that are you, is that your five of five? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm I, not going to just I'm not going to list his name characters forever, Matt, but. I know, I know. Um, I'm sure there's new one, other new ones. Who else is, is new in that episode? I want to say Squeaky Voice Teen. Cause I'm pretty sure he's at the movie theater that they sneak into. And that's all I can think of. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. So what's the five? Give me the five. All right, five. I'm, I'm going to name six. You can tell me if at least five of those are correct. I said name five. I didn't say just give me a bunch of names. All right, fine. Uh, Jimbo Dolph Kearney. Apu and Reverend Lovejoy. 
You are correct. Oh, whew, thank goodness. <laughs> Those are the first five I've listed. And yes, Dolph Jim McCurdy, all the first time that we see the boys when uh, uh, Bart uh, sneaks into the movie theater with them, hangs out with them. We see a poo for the first time when they order squishies. And Revelin Lovejoy uh, is also in that episode for the first time, along with Sideshow Bob and Krusty. Are they just in the crowd, I guess? Oh, no, no, uh, the, that's right. They show them on Krusty's TV show when they're asking for help to figure out who did it. That's right. Wow, is that really the first time? That's like halfway through season one already. Huh. It, eighth, eighth episode. Wow. All right. Fair enough. It's, it was a different show at the time. It wasn't what we remember it as. Uh, what's my medium question? Your medium question. Uh, in separate vocations, why can't Lisa be a professional saxophone player? Her fingers are too stubby. Ooh, you are correct. I knew I should have made these harder. I, All right. Your hard question, Matt, and I'm not sure it's hard enough. Mm-hmm. What are the two bowling balls we hear Homer mention? Oh, um, okay. Uh... Pretty sure one is Thor, because it will send your pins to Valhalla, and the other is... Oh, man, what is it? Um, I have no idea. I'm going to go with the black hole in the entrance of time. Uh, the one, it's not Thor, it's the Hammer of Thor. The Hammer of Thor, okay. Which, I don't know. They just call it Mjolnir. You don't need to call it the Hammer of Thor. Hammer of Thor has a name. It's Mjolnir. And the other bowling ball is the Stealth Bowler. The Stealth Bowler, of course. So what's my hard question, Matt? All right. So your hard question. It's a quick one. I'm sure you'll get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what professions are Martin, Ralph, and Milhouse given as a result of their aptitude test? So who are the Martin, Ralph, Milhouse? Yes. Martin is a systems analyst. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ralph and Milhouse would be tricky, though. Systems analyst. Systems analyst. Systems analyst. Um, I don't think I have a clue what Ralph and Milhouse are. I will say... Ralph will be a bus driver, and Millhouse is going to be a teacher. Okay. I, I'm sorry. Uh, those are, are not correct. Uh, Ralph is a salmon gutter, and Millhouse is a military strongman. Oh, right. Military strongman. I didn't remember the salmon gutter thing at all. Okay. Well, uh, we're tied. That's not good, though. I need to make up ground on you. Oh. But we both got our medium questions right, which I think that's strong performances generally. Yeah. Uh, Normally, neither of us get them right. Yeah, they're, they're, they're usually uh, very difficult. Because um, medium for us is unbelievably difficult for a normal person because both of us are geniuses, is what I'm saying. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Well, that's what we're sticking with. Yeah. Um, but that'll do it for that segment for this week. I hope to make up ground next week because I need to, or I'm going to be losing once again. We can move on to our final segment, the segment we end every single episode with. It is time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling lists of every episode ever and how good they are. So, Matt, where does this one go? This is a really tough one. Um, I think we can definitely look and find Simpson Tide and put it above that, uh, but that's not saying much. <laughs> yeah, Simpson Tide's well, well lower on the list. Um, I think, I don't know, Simpson Tide is down at 179. I think it's well above that. I think it's. I think, okay, is it better than the Cartridge family? I think it is. Uh, I would definitely agree as well. Uh, okay. The first two acts really put it, It's it starts off really well. You just have the third act weighing it down. So overall, I think it's better. Okay, let me throw a new one, another one at you. Let's throw, let's see. Um, the Simpsons spinoff showcase. Is it better than that? Ooh, 
That's a tough one. That's a weird episode. Uh, it really feels like it should be the last episode of a series. Uh, but we've discussed that. Uh, but it's just so much fun. Uh, I actually think in that one, it's the, the third act that really brings it above all the others uh, because of the weirdness of it in general. Uh, I'm going to say it's not quite that good, but it's pretty close. Hmm. Well, right below it is Old Money. Hmm. We have Old Money and then Blood Feud and then Homer Alone and Lady Bouvier's Lover. I do like all of those episodes, but I also really like the first two acts of this. Yeah, it's the I really it's hard to judge it when it's so uneven like this. Uh, okay, well here's an easier here's another one. Das Bus, another episode in this season that also had some meandering plot problems. Is it better than Das Bus? Better than Das Bus? I want to say yes, but then again, I have several major issues with Das Bus. Hey, you can all your opinion is your own, Matt. I can't I can't help that. Um, uh huh. Well, if it's better than it's better than Das Bus, it, the next episode is Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Ooh. Hmm. I think it's better than Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, but it's pretty close. I mean, I would probably put it going up, you know, above that is right, right above that is the other Herb episode, Brother, Can You Spare Two Dimes? I think it's somewhere in there. Right above that is, is Mr. Lisa Goes to Washington, uh, which is right around where I'd put this episode. Above or below, you know, Robbie's Choice. My choice above Mr. Lisa Goes to Washington? Yes. Is that the cho- is that the question? Below. Yes. Hmm. Got to make sure that the episodes I'm thinking of are the episodes that they actually are. Um, I would actually put it above Mr. Lucio to Washington and right above Lady Bouvier's Lover. I can see that. Uh, it's that thing, you know. It's it's that put it, it right below Homer Alone, right above Lady Bouvier's Lover, because I feel like those are those are episodes that have a lot of you know charm and heart to them. Um, like Mr. Lisa Goes to Washington and Lady Bouvier's Lover, they don't have as much as like the intricate levels of humor and they don't have, I don't know, i am always been more partial to the more absurd humor, which this episode has in spades. Shocking. I know, shocking. But it has it in spades. It has it the, the weird Flanders IRS sequence. It has Homer and Burns at the mansion sequence. Like they're really funny, character-driven, absurd at times. Um, and also... It's the thing I dislike about the third act so much is that the first two acts feel measured and they feel like they're not trying to rush. They feel like they're taking their time. And mm-hmm. I and I don't and I, I mean that in the best way possible. Like you get to spend time like that sequence of Flanders doing his taxes. There's a lot of empty space in there. There's a lot of silence. There's a lot of Flanders just like like pondering a question he's asked himself about uh cash like a uh, register tape he's like he's it's just like it's not it's confident enough in, in the jokes about flanders and confident enough about how those that those scenes play out that they're willing to let it just sit with you for a second you know and you let those scenes play out and none of them have like regular concrete punchlines either like that scene with flanders it, it ends with him Going like the the punchline at the end of the scene is him turning in p- mailing his taxes and then running into Hibbert and Hibbert saying yeah I'm mailing death certificates for holiday related fatalities <laughs> and like I that's quote unquote the punchline for the scene but the scene is a minute and a half long and it's nothing to do with Flanders and I don't know it feels very confident about them allowing Flanders character and our knowledge of it and our relationship with Flanders to carry that scene and carry the humor and the comedy in it. 
Like it's not necessary. Like him, Flanders talking to his kids about taxes isn't like overtly like laugh riot, but it's really charming and it, it has very subtle humor in it. And and that's what subtle humor. I, I don't understand. What's what is that? Uh, it's not having literal Castro in the episode is what I'm, is what I'm saying. And I think that's where I'm so disappointed by that third act is those first two acts have multiple moments like that where it's like fully confident. And that third act feels like a kid turning in his book report at the last minute. It feels like Homer's football. <laughs> and okay. that's not a good thing. You don't want that. So the trouble with trillions at number 148. Right above Lady Bouvier's Lover, right below Homer Alone. Number one on our list is still Homer's Enemy. And last on the list is number 186, Homer's Odyssey. Our list is now up to five pages and change. A lot of lot of, lot of of episodes. We've got through a lot of these, Matt. What's our next episode? BTW. Our next episode is right after The Trouble with Trillions. Uh, and Simpson died is Girly Edition, uh, the newspaper episode. It's going to be a fun one. I have not seen Girl Edition in a long, long time, so I, I almost don't remember it at all, except for the crazy cat lady stuff, which... Yeah, yeah, that's, that's about all I remember as well. It's all about Willie and, and Bart being a jerk. <laughs> something about Willie. <laughs> something about... There's Willie, he's in it. Willie's in there somewhere. <laughs> uh, I think I'll do it for us today. Uh, you can find this list on our website, simplythesimpsonshow.com. Find links to everything there, to our Facebook, to our Twitter, to our RSS feed, uh, and also links to our Patreon if you want to throw the show a couple dollars, help us keep the lights on. We'd obviously appreciate it. Um, you can find me on Twitter, at Robbie Dorman, and you can check out my other podcast, The Answer Boys Comics Hour. It's about comic books and the serial fanaticists. It's about all kinds of stuff, all kinds of nerdy stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm back home in the frozen tundra, and I'm going to... I have, I can't go outside, so I'm going to be podcasting. Uh, so I'm having I'm hoping to line up. exists in the, in, the, in the wilds of Canada until summertime. <laughs> well, you just have to be. It's not pleasant, <laughs> I'll say. It's just not pleasant. Uh, so I encourage you to check that out. Appreciate it if you did. Matt does not participate in social media unless there's a certain level. Patreon backer, you will not find him. Uh, that's true. Uh, ha- however, I, I will be keeping tabs on Robbie uh, through satellite pictures. So if you have a message, just spell it out large enough or somewhere around uh, Edmonton in Alberta in the snow, and I will eventually get it. As I was, where was we? We were flying in. We are flying in in Minnesota in the, uh, during our holiday trip for a layover. And as we are approaching the runway in in Minnesota, which is very snowy, some people had spelled out "fart" <laughs> in the snow. Mm-hmm. Obviously aware that airplanes airplanes would be flying over it over and over and over again. I don't know who was it. It made me laugh. Oh goodness! So those messages do get read. Don't worry. It's true. They do. People see them. Mm-hmm. People love them. I'm Robbie. I'm Matt. Keep watching the subsets and transmission. Shh.